Hi, I'm the queen who's serving you Joyce Carol Oates, but make it mm, a little bit slutty. It's Condé Nasty. And in the words of Maggie Smith, there's nothing simpler than avoiding people you don't like. Avoiding one's friends. That's the real test. It's Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how are you doing? I am pretty good. Uh, This episode made me very happy. And not just because I was... I... I had accidentally overshot the runway because I had forgotten how to do fractions, so when I was trying to portion out my edible, I accidentally gave myself one and a half times the dose I was planning on. So let me tell you, I was primed for a good time, and the show did not fail me. Oh good, I'm glad, because the last two weeks you've been like, the runways, and I'm like, well, I get what they were going for, they could maybe do this, and you're like, let me wax lyrical for a minute on... Uh, did it need a belt? So here's going to be a good time. I'm oh, looking forward to I'm it. I'm so... Ha- I, you know when you laugh out loud and it like releases tension in your abdomen you didn't know you were holding? That's yes. what happened to me this episode. So I'm very happy to talk about this one. <laughs> Excellent. Um, this week we do have a very special guest joining us to discuss this episode. She's like a bird and she'll regurgitate in your mouth. Please welcome Valkyrie. <laughs> Sorry, I had something in my mouth. Oh, there. thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're feeling all right. Oh, yeah. Won- wonderful. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, Always yeah. a pleasure. I'm very excited to have you back. Um, how are you enjoying All-Stars 5 thus far? Um, I I feel like similar feelings to Hersela, where I've been waiting for things to kind of get going and no wow moments, but this episode was worth the wait and exactly what I needed. Nice. Um, so before we get into it, I figure I thought it would be fun if we did a little segment where we all went through some of our favorite runways from all of Drag Race history. Um, we are doing the U.S. version, both Drag Race and All Stars. We're not doing, I think, the international versions, but um, yeah, hopefully our our listeners can recognize some of these lists. Um, Valkyrie, do you feel like starting? Yeah, I could go first. Um, So I kind of have a top five and like runner-up five categories. But um, one of the more recent looks uh, that I probably will be one of my favorites for a very long time was Crystal Method's fall Freddy Krueger runway look. Um, I'm a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan to begin with, and that just like the PC sweaters and the hat and the little... uh, trick-or-treater bucket was just perfect yeah no, that me. was an amazing and i was look. like there i i think similarly in a fun uh halloweeny vibe uh asia o'hara's tweety bird okay. dress which was just like feathers everywhere with big sparkly eyes it was like when it turned the corner it was such a, a moment and a fun moment yeah and so dramatic and campy yeah no for sure yeah, you, you, you can tell I like the, the campy side. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. This is true. Uh, yeah, which also goes into the third one, uh, Kimchi's hairball look, where she had, like, the dog ears and the, like, nine different types of hair all yeah. over her. It looked like a um, lion, kind of. Yes. And, yeah, and I feel like really showed what Kimchi had. Like, that was the moment where it was like, yes, like, she's got something, she knows what she's doing. I'm in love with Kim Jade. Right. Uh, some more fashiony looks. 
Uh, Violet Tchotchke's fall, reversible jumpsuit look from black to plaid. Yeah. Um, a- another just stunning moment in-, in a challenge, not the main stage, but really showed she was here to win. Yeah. Um, Trixie's all-star finale, like, black lace, poodle hair, very, like, classic old Hollywood. I love that look. It is so campy because it's, it's like, home shopping network glamour meets like old hollywood glamour meets camp it was so intentional in its pov and so tricksy i loved it uh i like to call it valley of the doghouse that totally makes sense uh, <laughs> um uh and playing and it was something unexpected of Trix, Trixie, and she acknowledged she like she didn't want to come out in her normal palette of right. pinks and warm sunnies and like do a real stunner which was great um, I think another one for shock value, which was in kind of that black and white tone, was detox reunion look. Oh yeah, was grayscale. Yeah, where like I had to pick something detox, and this another one was like not what you knew detox for. She was bright, loud, vibrant colors, Lots of and neons, then to turn yeah. that yeah was uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, similarly to uh, Shea Coulee's look for the category is runway, where she had the like bright orange hair. Um, but it was a black and white outfit. She the baseball bat accessory. Yeah. But the the Shakeway category is was very sporty, had the like striped tracksuit down the legs, high heels, just and she like was amazing in that performance to boot, and so this look just made that all the more better. Um the last one I'd like to call up uh is from a, another one of my favorite queens, Tatiana's TLC look. Oh. Um, and the silk pajamas. Yeah. Oh my god. With the T-bars. Uh, and yeah. And dance the whole thing. Yes. She performed yeah. that. So good. Those those are great. All right. That was I, a great list. I want to thank you for taking two. I had two split decisions on my list, and you took two of them, leaving me free to bring up two different ones. So I'm thrilled. Excellent. Um, so. I'm going to collectively offer Kim Chi's three mother looks as a single entry that slayed me. The so, something I thought about going making this list was I tend to respond to the ones that are telling a story or represent a moment in the show. Um, and Kim Chi, th- there's something about this like set wistfulness about her relationship with her mother that when I think about it still gets me choked up like there's just yes. something so genuine and vulnerable but beautiful in those looks that it's just one of those artist artist yeah um, no she she portrayed so much both in the choice of the three looks and in the somber quietness with which she performed especially that last one i agree with you yeah um jinx's dia de los muertos look from season five jumped out at me when i was going down my list it's so beautifully rendered that I'm actually just about comfortable calling it appreciation and not appropriation. But it also, I think, was one of those watershed moments in how the show portrayed her and how the judges responded to her because it was one of those first times that she really just blew them out of the water with the beauty of a look and not just the comedy of a look. So It was I, one of the few moments in season five where it was like, this scrappy but smart, very young queen that we like might actually be able to win this thing. Yeah. Like, I, re- I remember that. Yeah. Um, so the one, one of the ones I was split on was Tatiana's T-Boz look and Tatiana's lip sync against Alyssa look. Oh, yeah. It's one of those, 
it's not like it's a particularly innovative piece of fashion. It's just the most flawless a human being has ever looked. Just watching that whole performance and that whole look, I'm like, queen. Just it was just perfection. Um, and then I was torn between Crystal's. I was torn between Crystal's Freddy Krueger and Crystal's Bert and Ernie. So I get to say this one: that Bert and Ernie killed me. I still like laugh genuinely out loud when I think about that look. It's just one of those. It's like that perfect moment of there's an interior story for like a drag family resemblance challenge. There's it's so crystal. It's it's just pure. It just it's a perfect look, both inside the challenge and as an expression of Crystal's drag. And and it, I, and it's so fun. <laughs> like, I agree yeah. with all of that. I feel like Crystal Method's ability to pair plot problem patterns together and make them look chic makes me feel like. I know everybody feels like some designer is going to be calling Gigi to work with Gigi, and I believe that, and that should happen. It should also happen for Crystal Method. Totally. Like, totally. She, as campy as she was, she's chic as fuck. Yes. Uh, the other ones, I re- uh, Katya, it, it was a tie between Katya's water ballet and Katya's pantsuit in All Stars. And I'm not even going to pick one. They're both amazing. They both make me happy. You can just shout out. Yeah, you're referencing uh, both. They're, cool. they're perfect. Uh, Manila's Eleguenza look, that like purple di- uh, jewel-studded head-to-toe fantasy. That was like... I love that she pulled that out like episode three because that's a dress that screams save it for the finale. And I kind of like that she threw down so early. It just made me have like, yes, you are exact. Oh, perfection. And then the, the other one, uh, and it was kind of a random one for me, but Naomi Scarecrow look for kind of the same reason. It was that moment of, oh, the fashion, like anytime that anytime the queen can play in someone else's playground and succeed, I'm thrilled because it's a, such a great visual narrative. So when she stomped the runway in this like perfect high fashion interpretation of the fucking scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz, I'm like, well, I mildly retract any tepid response I had to this point. That was fucking amazing. Um, and then the last one I loved uh, was uh, Shangela's All Star Four finale dress because All Stars Three. Or All-Stars 3, excuse me. Um, I loved it because it had the perfect tone. One, it was like a perfect cap to Shangela's arc on Drag Race. From like where where she started to where she got. And I also love a queen who... It's like when a celebrity gets to the Oscars and you can tell they expect to win. You can tell whether or not they think they're going to win based on what they walk the red carpet in. And that is a dress that says, I'm picking up the fucking statue. And the fact that she didn't is immaterial. She arrived to that thing believing she had that win and she was not stupid for thinking that uh so i just i loved what that dress represented for shangela plus shangela's dress had pockets yes yes love a dress with pockets (laughs) functionality i feel like we have to mention it It, there's some unspoken rule that when a dress has pockets yeah say it has pockets yeah it has pockets this is true um all right so my tops um so i actually had three in common with Ursula, so Kimchi's mother's look and Jinx's look, I, w- I interjected because I felt the same. So moving on, Katya's pants on the runway. I love Katya. I think in a lot of ways, Katya, because like we are the exact same age and she has a, paid a lot, like a lot of her humor is misdirect humor that pulls from like the tone of somebody hosting an infomercial in like the late 80s, early 90s. And her like 
Ellen Barkin pissed off lesbian literary agent fantasy comment on that. Like, there was something so chic and perfect, and I knew exactly who she was or who she was caricaturing in that Pants on the Runway look, that I think for a lot of people it was, like, kind of fun and funny and different. And for me, it was, like, fucking everything. I love that runway. It's also a runway where, as much as I say all that, there are t-shirts of her on that runway, like, all over any drag queen, drag race fan space, because people love that runway for good reason. Um, I loved Shay's construction worker look from season nine from the ball, that that um, really long plaid cape, the bejeweling that took place, the way that it was, like, very much, like, sexy YMCA male construction worker, but, like, femmed up and padded to the gods was everything like i felt the way rupaul reacted to that it was everything um on the kimchi's uh that's my mother mama realness oh wait that was the that that also had the book challenge which yeah. is why where we got that that flower look from kimchi i have to just give a special shout out to both naomi and kimchi or uh, naomi and chichi because they both had really great looks in the um in the paper challenge part of that um they both won chi chi's was very ballerina swan and um naomi's was like sort of constructed avant-garde puffy dress um look they i think they both also did a great job that week um lanacia sparks's dumpster diving hollywood glamour look where she made an incredibly expensive looking um, gown that I would call, like, imagine if you mixed pink and burgundy together would be the color. Um, and it was, like, so structured and editorial, and it had such a structured collar. And she was such a stunning queen, and I don't think we've ever seen any garment like that before or since. Um, she did a whole lot with some wallpaper and made it look like a moving painting, really. Um, and then... I loved Shea Coulee's best drag look. I don't know if you remember this. It was like a bejeweled and sparkled bodysuit that was very structured around her torso, and she had blue hair. It looked oh, yeah. like um, it looked like Beyonce as like a blue hair goddess. Like there was something so special about it, and special about Shea Coulee. Um, and I know Michelle Visage hates a bodysuit, but like. That one really stood out in a big way. Um, and then Asia O'Hara's top four look, which was like um, a almost like a Tiffany blue, but deeper with gold. It was a geometric pattern and it was like Egyptian inspired. I, I don't know if you remember this, but I've never seen anything before or like. And as much as I'm kind of underwhelmed with Asia O'Hara overall, I do feel like she's a phenomenal, she's a phenomenal designer. And I really liked that look. And I, I like anything that sort of plays to um, Amer- like African-American Afrocentric pride in a way that is very much about being like proud to be a beautiful black queen. And I felt like that was a really contemporary twist on it that Asia did that looked like nothing I had ever seen before. So those are mine. It, I, was, I will say it was hard to pick. If nothing else, I forget that when you, when you add all the seasons together... We're at about, what, 20 now? <laughs> it's a lot of information. It um, is. It truly is. I used to be able to, like, rattle things off completely because I'm that kind of nerd. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That is that is all true. 
Um, all right. Well, that was fun. Um, and with that, I think we should get into this episode. So we are here to recap and review All-Star Season 5, Episode 5, Snatch Game of Love. Um, so at the top, the queens re-enter the workroom and uh, count, and it's a unanimous, unanimous vote for Mayhem, and Shay discusses Mayhem sort of giving up. Um, what did you guys think of that whole moment? I think this will may be the last season which any queen ever votes for themselves in any way ever again because it's been done to death. Like at some point it's like we tend to give it like a kind of oh well you're sad and ran out of steam. I think people are going to start getting pissed at it. People seemed annoyed at Mayhem for voting for herself. Well, and it, it's the second one this season. So like one every couple of seasons no big deal. But, like, that's a trend where, like, every other episode, you're someone's voting themselves off. Yeah. Like, that's problematic in any season, but that it's an all-star season, like... Right, you're an all-star, are, you're supposed to want it. Yeah. There are over a hundred girls who could be in that spot right now yeah. that would kill to be in your spot right now, and you are just like, up, oh, it's my time, I'm gonna leave. I think I feel less damning about it than I think a lot of the other viewers do. I don't know. I get it. I feel like she was in the bottom almost every week she was there. It feels a little like there's nothing she can do to be taken seriously by the judges. I think when the girls come in, the judges aren't really set on judging them fair, fairly. And I think at a certain point, it becomes clear to a contestant like Mayhem or India. I'm a filler queen who was brought in because they needed a 10th body. And they're planning on critiquing everything I do in a negative way, which just kind of feels like you have the, the cold blade of the guillotine on the back of your neck the whole time. And I think after five weeks, I get being like, fuck this. Um, personally, where I'm going to say it's super boring as a viewer. I don't care. I do, like, it's not interesting to me. But I'm not mad at Mayhem for being like, nothing I'm going to do is going to impress them. I want out. Well, I think that's all. That's like then an indictment of the show. If you have two queens yep. who mm-hmm. feel their yep. presence here isn't worthwhile for anyone as an investment of their time, that uh-huh. kind of says something about how you're structuring your All Star season yep. in some regard. Heartily agree. Strong agree. Yeah, I agree with all that too. I think, though, the act of physically voting for yourself is so defeatist. That it's like, even if you're feeling down on yourself and like you're last out, you have other girls to pick from. Yeah. And like, in, in that situation, it's the one time where it's okay to vote for Jill Stein. Go for it. Just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> may the force be, be with her wherever she is. Uh, maybe she'll be Kanye's running mate. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, honey? Uh, <laughs> um, but it's like, I, I just see the act of literally voting yourself out as something that like is is so sad yeah and that the, everyone there is so amazing and shouldn't feel that way about themselves yeah. regardless of what's happening in the competition i agree yeah i agree yeah they, they put a lot of screen time on it all right um so what i thought was actually funny was when they were sort of counting and sort of calibrating like who do we think's the front runner now and both juju and shay were very intentionally trying to like misdirect that identification which i thought was very amusing and i i 
Shay has game because she put two people in front of her, which I love. Like, I was like, good for you, honey. Um, yeah. All right. Um, and so the challenge is announced, and it is the Snatch Game of Love, which I honestly thought last year would be the first and the last time we saw this. I was so worried. I, it's, Were you surprised? Because I was surprised. I, I was surprised how good it turned out. Because, like, even... Were you surprised they did it? Yeah, a little. Because I'm like, that was not anyone's shining moment. Like, the best we could say was that, as funny as Manila was, all we talked about was, is this acceptable? Yeah. You know, no one just said that was fucking funny and everyone did a great job. That was real for me. I was very worried. What did you think, Valkyrie? I think it, the Snatch Game and All-Stars has to have a twist to it. It can't be the same format as normal seasons um and and not that it needs to be snatch game of love but i like i don't want to just see them doing the same formula again all right well that, I, like that being said all-stars 2's regular snatch game would you rate that above or below uh tonight's snatch game of love i enjoyed tonight's better than that i'm not saying i disagree with you but i think they're like other until tonight, the faraway winner was All Stars 2's traditional snatch game above both the snatch game of love and uh, first the first All Stars uh, like laughing parody. Yeah, do, do you want that? Because well, we could we could have had five seasons of that now. Okay, well <laughs> I think it was smart for them to wait till they had six queens remaining to do the snatch game of love because I think four was like there are too many voices to make this actually work. I think if they're going to do it, this is the right number to do it with. And honestly, I do think Snatch Game... I I would rather a version of Snatch Game where there are six or seven queens, not eight. Um, So I was surprised they did it again and that it worked so well. But if they do it again now with six queens, I will will not be mad about it. Because it did work this time. I will say at the start... Uh, so it was when when it was like Crackers Gaga and who was next to Cracker? Oh, oh. Alexis's Alexis. and then and that with Jeffrey Star when it was just Alexis as the bright spot in that first batch. Yeah, I was a little worried. I'm like, because Alexis was good, maybe even very good. I think it was a hair beneath great. I don't know. I just, Valkyrie, I re- what did you think of the first yeah. round? Um, I mean, I had a little worry there because I expected uh, part of Snatch Game is like the banter between characters and that wasn't really happening with that first trio. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I enjoyed Walter Mercado. I I agree it was a hair below great. Like, I, I wanted something more from it. That, okay. um, like, and it wasn't... And it, yeah, it wasn't this is also, bad in any way. It was very yeah. good. I, I felt like there was like, and, and it's an intangible thing, but it was, there was like one more thing, but. I, I'm also going to, I wasn't familiar with Walter before this. And part of this could be my uh, blind spot of not getting this and being all familiar. I understood the type of person he was and got it out of there. But for someone who isn't in the know about him it was missing something the walter mercado thing worked like it's certainly in like the paul lynn little richard mold yeah it's hard to 
I'm having trouble describing what I think was missing. So my take on the first yeah. group of queens, thanks so much for asking, is that um I thought that Miss Cracker was uh so set on looking like and having the mannerisms of and saying quotes of Lady Gaga, but like slightly altering them. Um that it was like Cracker was doing a tame, realistic Lady Gaga, almost like sitting at a table at an award show and not talking very much, that it was like, you're giving me Gaga. What you're not giving me is funny. Hmm. Um, And it was, honestly, that was a much bigger misstep than I would have ever expected from Cracker comedically, because she's such... Especially live, like on the show, she's nervous. Have you seen her live? She can improv with a fucking audience. She is way funnier than you've even seen on the show, and I just did not expect to see her kind of make that misstep. I felt like India's Jeffree Star was not a bad choice. She had the appearance down. I think she chose a version of Jeffree Star and physicality that I thought she thought would work, I think she thought would work, and she stayed within that. But she wasn't really impersonating him in any way, not even vocally, and it was in no way funny. She did make jokes, but they were like the most basic, her wig looks cheap, her makeup looks cheap jokes, that it was like, it wasn't even jokes, it was like, sad. Um, My feeling about Alexis as Walter Mercado is, he was doing yes and to the nth degree, sitting between two people who were doing nothing with him. So what impressed me about Alexis's performance was she was basically playing tennis by herself. And the fact that she managed to do that comedically and maintain funny the whole time, like, I'm going to say that I was blown away that Alexis was able to, like, create her own yes ands to then respond to. I'm not saying it couldn't have been better or it was, like, one of the best performances ever. I'm I'm saying... She had fucking nothing to work with, and she still made it work. I will, I and will. That impressed the fuck out of me. I will agree with that. You, you, yeah. you, you made your case. That, yeah, it Cracker really shocked me. It was almost like, have I been wrong about Cracker this whole time? Just no, she's very funny, but I think she freaked herself out on this just, one. Just yeah. Well, Cracker seemed to focus on like current Gaga too, and I feel like there's so much you More can talk comedy about in the camp. That I'm like, why? I would just talk about the Mitras all yeah. the time if I was impersonating Gaga, and you don't mention the Mitras once, like, yeah. or like, yeah. it's just Gaga is kind of like Beyonce in that way, where Gaga gives more interviews, but it's not like some real per- personality, like identifiable quirks come out. She's kind of just like for the first part of her career, she was like humorously disaffected, and then when she was going for an Oscar very sincere and that just doesn't lend itself to funny like i i would get kind of it's like it needed to be gaga plus something like i'm lady gaga but a martian just some extra joke to make it funnier because i really i think it's the pitfall of beyonce insofar as there is not an identifiable personality that comes out in the interviews that everyone agrees on is already funny so if you're going to look like gaga you then have to be like well, I'm Lady Gaga plus an improv ad to make it. So fire. I actually feel like Gaga has done such iconic, campy things over the history of her career 
but I don't think it's the same problem. I think there's a lot of comedy gold that can be mined from Gaga. Mm-hmm. We have not seen it done on this show. No. And I think if you're not going to, if you're not, she was doing what was way too dramatic realism, modern Gaga, that that was never going to work. Yeah. That was never going to yeah. work. So, um, I was, that honestly, how underwhelmed I was by Cracker was one of, there were many things that surprised me about this episode. That surprised me. I didn't expect her to yeah. do that badly. Yeah. I thought Alexis would do well. She did better than I anticipated. And ironic because all you all, all you clocked her for last week was her inability to improv and, and bounce things off people cleanly or timely. So <laughs> I love her and this is not a ne- negative statement on her. I feel like she studied Bendela's All-Stars 3 <laughs> performance like a fucking hawk. That's... <laughs> She prepared to be able to yes and with herself. And that is like, you did the most prep, honey. Uh, <laughs> and the, the, the celebrity for that round, that was, what's his name? Um, Hold on. Dorfman? His name is Tommy Dorfman. He is on 13 Reasons Why and Love there Victor. We... He also dated uh, Violet Chachi, according to him, which makes sense because he also grew up in Atlanta. I did love his little jumpsuit. I'm like, I, I, I could never wear that because it wouldn't fit around either of my thighs, but it was cute. <laughs> I'll give you that, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, do we want to move into the second round of... So much. <laughs> okay. All right. So, and then we move into the second round of Snatch Game of Love, where the contestant is Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, engaging in a weird, fake, romantic tension with Rue that... I think only the two of them, if I'm funny, are worth their time. Um, I was okay with it. Like, I, I I appreciate... There's a part of me that appreciates a bit driven into the ground. Where I'm like, we are going to complete... We're going to make sure the horse is dead. And that the horse is not coming back as some kind of vampire horse. Like, I... Okay. They, they, no, no. When it's already glue, it's dead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and the contestants were Blair St. Clair as Ellen, Jujube as Eartha Kitt, and Shay as Flava of Love. I, I want to note here for when Oblivia listens to this that that when Shay announced that she was doing Flava Flav, I immediately texted them because I know of Oblivia's love for Flava Flav, and I wanted to make sure that I was ready for Oblivia encountering this piece of information. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so Valkyrie, what did you think of this round? Um I mean, this was some of the best Snatch Game performances, I, I think, ever with Jujubee and Shay. Um, I mean, Ellen was off on her own weird, problematic Ellen Island for the entire uh-huh. set. As is Ellen. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe that was the most realistic uh, impersonation of the night. Uh but I, I want to talk about happier things. And, it, like, I was smiling throughout the entire thing, laughing out loud. Um, I will never think of a thermostat the same way. I, I just Ever. got a nest, so I literally might just carry a thermostat with me now because <laughs> I have an extra one just so I can say those jokes over and over well, again. It, and annoy yeah. everyone. It's just Juju V was a lesson in how to do Snatch Game because it was the technically flawless interpretation of her purring lilty voice plus something the plus something here was i'm going to use my hyper seductive mode to say the most mundane of things yeah and that's why it was hilarious yes (laughs) 
<laughs> she and Katya are both really good at misdirect humor. Like, they're both so smart, and I feel like misdirect humor is very easy in a lot of ways, but, I mean, you have to have a good sense of humor and sense of timing and vocal delivery, yeah. but, like, you don't need a lot of, like, setup around you to make misdirect humor and delivery fucking yes. hilarious. Yes. And I feel like both Juju and Katya do that so well in totally different ways. And Ju- I feel like Juju always does that. And in this performance, it was like, I mean, totally different in, in a lot of ways. But I feel like similar to Alexis, it was great that she had Shay there doing Flava Flav to bounce off against. Yeah. But she didn't need anything. She like she's just funny on her own. I, I also want to so good. I want to con- I want to applaud her for doing the most with the least in terms of look, because yeah. that look was essentially just a black turban. It wasn't even like she was really contoured. She was, you know, powdered, but it was like, it, it, it was almost like, it was like the perfect form of the idea in theater that like the audience will just agree with you that I say this box is some other object and the audience just agrees with me because that's how theater works. She literally showed up in like a black wrap dress and a turban and nothing else. And we all bought it a million percent. Yeah, her makeup was slightly different in that Eartha Kid had really, like, stunning and severe cheekbones, and she, I think, did a little more to, like, highlight cheekbones in her makeup, and that was it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't about looking like Eartha Kid. It was about embodying a sort of wonderful, sexy, funny caricature of her. I loved it. Yeah. Sorry, Valkyrie, do you have anything else to say on Jujubee? No, I'm, I was so excited when I heard she was cast, and I forgot how much I loved her, and I think this is just, like, the cherry on top of the Sunday. Okay. Every week, my Run husband's right like, now. I fall in love with Juju B all over again every fucking week. I love yeah. that bit. Yeah. I think she's like in his top five now. I think he's like cemented loving yeah. Juju B. Uh, so I good. mean, and he did already. So, um, and then what did you think of Shay's Flava Flav? And what did you think of Shay doing Flava Flav before we saw it? I, it, it made sense. I, I think there's now a history of, like, male characters winning. So I'm not surprised we had two male characters um, in this season. And it was a very smart choice. Three. Jeffree Star. Yes, three. I just discounted India entirely. <laughs> okay. Yes. So it's like there's a history of male characters winning. We had half the field did uh male drag this time um i think of all the choices that one was a super smart one where like it, he's so exaggerated already that there's so much you can play with it right, it's that, almost like, drag already yeah and no matter what you say as long as you say it like flave it's gonna work right. with that character right um and she did she did it with very funny lines and like brought it to life um I like Juju B more, but it like that was a really good character. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think sure. Shay still had that plus something. She was doing Flava Flav, like canonical Flava Flav, plus his weird apparent acceptance of his pansexuality. Where like in the middle of Snatch Game, it's like, oh, I'm on a dating game with a guy. That's fine. And like it was that like shading that's what elevated it for me. It, it wasn't just I'm giving you Flava Flav catchphrases. It was. I'm doing this exaggerated character plus this one extra spin. That's and I think that's what really made it land. Yes. No. I think 
I actually, in my notes, I wrote that I thought what was so brilliant about what she did is that she did Flava Flav, but she made a point to do it in a big, broad, like, woke, post-gender way, and, like, just spin that in with, like, the, with the Sasha Velour, I'm uh, better than fiction, stranger than art quote. Like, she made a point, and, like, doing the poem that was, like, roses are red, violets are yellow, I'm just figuring out that you're a fella. Like... Yeah. She did such a good job of casually being like, I'm post-gender, this is, like, not a thing. I feel like Flava Flav is, like, a very straight, heteronormative character, though he is himself super campy and ridiculous. I was worried that it wouldn't really translate, but then I realized the campiness and, and Shay's mastery made it really managed to fit in this space and she was able to play with it a lot it was so fun yeah she gave herself the hardest job but then she knocked it out of the park yes which i do think is why she won yeah for me there were three queens who did a a, what i feel were great performances and i was thinking we were going to be lucky to get one or two i truly i feel like juju alexis and shay all did a great job i do think shay gave herself the biggest challenge and succeeded. Yeah. Which I think is a lot of why she won. That being said, I loved when they started playing off each other. When he starts hitting on Eartha Kit. That I, was fucking hilarious. I almost peed myself. That was... That that took it to me... For, that elevated it in that moment to like, oh, this is as good as, you know, Katya's uh, York and Alaska's Mae West. Where I was just yeah. like... Like... I th- that's actually my favorite. Th- like like I was talking about when we were clocking our favorite looks. I like the theatrical elements of drag, and th- and not to sound like a pompous MFA student, but theater's about connection. You you want to connect with your other actors and the audience to say something. And when they played off each other, like it was so fun to watch them bounce off each other's energy because they both knew we will both do better if we both do better. Not. Yeah. Not only you'll do better. I, I just, it was, it, it was just like, it was like watching, you know, Hepburn and Tracy banter with each other. I just, it was so much fun to watch just from a craft perspective. That I agree. Yeah. I'm like masters. Just totally. Thank you for letting me watch this. Like <laughs> Totally. Totally. Um, Valkyrie, do you have any other thoughts on Snatch Game of Love? Yeah, I definitely feel like they were three clear winners, and it's a shame that they couldn't quite all play off of each other. Yeah. Because I think it, all boats would have risen. Yeah, um, I agree. Not to be said of the other three, what would have happened with that, but... Oof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Surely overall... I think Cracker would have figured out she needed to be funnier, and the other two would have just <laughs> sank, if that happened, to be honest. But, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean, I think all Alexis... Uh, GGB and Shay's characters are, are going to be remembered as some of the best for a very long time. Yeah, I, they all stood out to me as exceptional. Um, and, and I think in a like you're lucky you usually get like one that stands out as exceptional. If that for a Snatch game. And I feel like those three to me for very different reasons stood out as really special. Yeah. Who would you do if you were doing Snatch Game of Love? I would absolutely do Nigella Lawson. I think it would work. It's one of the two characters I would do if I was doing Snatch Game. And I think it would work particularly well in this context. 
because I would slowly elevate things to a busty, British, buttoned-up, horny secretary who loves talking about chocolate melting on parts of the body and creamy goodness inside, etc. And I would, I would pace the comedy of the elevation of that sort of seductive tone till it was really inappropriate for primetime. Um, I'm curious what you, what you would do. So normal snatch game, I would do Elizabeth Berkeley and I would start saved by the bell have a speed overdose and go into showgirls absolutely arc i don't know if that works for snatch game of love the physical comedy isn't so available for the person on either side of the divide which is something to think about so i'd have to think a little more about who part of me would want to go with an old person because sexy old people are funny yes i'm I'm stuck between two choices, and I've thought about this on and off over the years. I think as like a plan B, like an infinite plan B, Bette Midler. Because I can just be busty, brassy, body, bantery. Like, I would have made an excellent guest on the old Johnny Carson show. Let's just not pretend. Um, I think if I were really going for a reach, there are some spiritual touchstones for me, like B. Arthur... I would love to see someone really land that kind of gravelly, bitchy, smarter than you vibe, like like a real mod Dorothy Spornak energy. Um, so those are the two that I think of most often. That but, makes sense. Yeah, but it's one of those in a crisis. If I were summoned in an emergency situation to snatch game, I think I could do Bet Midler because all I'd have to be is myself in the right wake. I might try to do Paula Abdul of Snatch Game at Love. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, 80s dancer Paula Abdul, American Idol Paula Abdul, or like her own reality show. I am a gift, Paula Abdul. All of the above. Uh, okay, let's get you this bitch on the show. Like- <laughs> you can't eliminate any of those. Like that all was what makes Paula. And like, can I please talk about how I dated a giant animated cat at one point in time? <laughs> You must. You must. I would. Um, I would watch that. If you, hey, um, I would love to watch that. Yeah. If you want to make it a YouTube series, we'll make it happen. Like, <laughs> I'm not opposed. And with that, we'll take a quick break and take it to the runway. Hi. We don't have any sponsors yet, but I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about Fiber for Bottoms. I believe it was the great English adventurer Winnie the Pooh who once said. If you stick your hand in the honeypot, sometimes you're bound to find bees. But rest assured, Fiber for Bottoms is here to evacuate that problem from your life. Like the forthcoming environmental catastrophe or a terrifying alien invasion, Fiber for Bottoms is determined to eliminate your native bee population. The proprietary blend of chia, flaxseed, and celia husk will gather all those bees up into one massive salubrious swarm and push them out of that black hole and into the stratosphere, turning that black hole pink honey and leaving you with the sweetest honey pot in all of West Hollywood. So don't be a dirty little piglet. Exterminate those bees and keep that honey pot sweet with fiber for bottoms. And we're back. Time to go to the runway. Starting with Mama Roo. Ah. Yeah. Just ah. Uh. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I agree. The category was prom queen fantasy and i'm gonna say this right now rupaul 
won this runway because she is the only one who competed in this category. I loved this. This was one of her best looks in seasons, in my opinion. Oh, it was I mean, this epic ball. I love her in white hair. This epic big ball gown. She legitimately looked like one of those Barbie cakes that was very popular at little girls' birthdays like a decade ago, oh, yeah. but in like a fabulous way. Yeah, my note was it looks like one of those conf- those cupcakes with the confetti sprinkles, but the cupcake was baked by Jesus. It was just perfect. It made me so happy. <laughs> Valkyrie, I want you to come in and be like, this was trash. <laughs> the construction of the dress is amazing. I hated that pattern. And it was not crafted thoughtfully with how that pattern was going to line up. Um, throughout all of the various tiers and what the overall statement with that pattern was. So it completely ruined that dress for me because all I could look at was weird kindergarten Jackson Pollock. Well, it was so nice having you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I get it. I get it. That, that makes sense. Um, I do feel like if Rue was going to wear this big of a dress, having it be blotchy spread out funfetti airbrushing was like maybe not the choice i would make but it did feel like a fun over-the-top real life take on like a gem in the holograms character goes to the prom and i liked that about it personally Hmm. i i think it this dress could have worked for me but it would have taken a hell of a lot more time and a hell of a lot more money to make it work for me well, if it was gonna, if it was the same dress, same pattern, same dress, structurally same pattern, but like a fabric that had a pattern or a beautiful color, do you think you would like it then? Yeah, I mean the structure of the dress is beautiful. I have nothing against the actual design. Because I'm gonna say that would take less work than bothering with a blotchy airbrush paint job on this dress. Like if they would have just made that dress in white and then had somebody paint on it, I would have been so much happier. I'll give you that. And this I loved it. So much I more successful. It. I got it. I got it. Valkyrie, who else did you? Oh wait, so, 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 sorry. I need to back up. There was one more comment I want to make about the dress when they showed RuPaul's prom picture. That was amazing. Yes. There is only yes. one white woman I want to hear from in this time, and it is the woman in that photo. Agreed. So many questions <laughs> about everything. That photo yeah. and that, that night. That hair. Just yes. Rue could not have looked more disengaged from her in that photo than he did. It was great. I don't disagree, which is why I'm saying there's an interview to be had there. Get on it, Blogosphere. (laughs) I feel like there's no way she didn't know. Uh, Never mind. Um, So, Valkyrie, I would love to know your other thoughts on this runway. I almost put a dress from tonight in my top looks at the top of the show. Tell us. Jujubees. Yes. 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 Amazing. Yes. Amazing. I love that whole look. And the like like nude illusion butterflies on the top and then like her own giant wing shoulders. Yep. Like everything was stunning. I was so happy. And like there like when you say prom, certain things come to mind. Absolutely. And that is eight eighties prom. Yes. And a hundred percent. You wouldn't have to tell me what the theme was, no. and I knew that she was going to prom. I love the choice of hair color, that, like, dusty rose hair color with um, that really fine crimping. I love it when drag queens do that, like, that tight, like, 
micro crimping almost look it looks so fucking good i yeah. love that look there's this movie. terrible 80s movie i watched as a kid called license to drive in which both of the Corys star about teenagers getting their driver's licenses and the love and the love interest is heather graham who looked exactly like that head to toe that's fun fucking loved that look i sque- squealed with joy when jujubee came yeah. out in that for me she was the one person on the runway who did the category i do feel like it's more it's less dream but it is prom queen it's less fantasy but it is prom queen i guess it is fantasy too i loved it yeah um it was the one that felt like this is a really promy dress to me yeah the the rest of them i had mixed takes on but not all of them read as prom to me india was really like this is not a prom dress. Right. That's this a, is no one's prom dress. Right. That could be like a goth wedding, maybe. But it's not a goth. Even a goth prom dress would look different than that. Well, they, yes. their boobs would be covered up, first of all. For yes. prom is for high school students. Yes. Yeah, no, it was It was not. This is the realism and practicality I expect from Valkyrie when she appears on the show. So thank you. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts on some of the other looks, Valkyrie? Um, I, the ones I thought were on a good track, but I wanted more with were Blair and Cracker. Like, Blair's, I didn't like the color combination. There were, like, the size of her lapel. There were little design decisions that I felt take took away from the overall look. But, I like, she looked amazing. Like, she always looks. It's but a I, great look in and of itself. Yeah, but, like... It wasn't the winning look because I think it lost in those details where if you're going to be that look on the runway, everything needs to be buttoned up, polished, cinched, ready to go. My feeling on Blair was it felt intentionally Victor Victoria blender of dread or of um, prom tropes, but Victor Victoria doesn't feel edgy anymore now. Mm. It just feels like emblematic and she's trying to reinvent the wheel in the way that we see people do in all stars but so much so that i feel like you're in the neighborhood but you're not really doing the category now and i get the impulse in in all stars to not just do what we're asking you but if all of you do that then it it and you you like you try to reinvent it that you don't actually end up doing it then like Juju's understated on the mark drag feels for me this week was like there's a lot of value in Juju's like understated on the mark drag because I feel like both her snatch game and her and her runway were some of the best for sticking to the basics to me like that was my yeah yeah and I I guess I'd like I don't like Blair's like explanation of wanting to gender bend because this isn't gender bending anymore. This doesn't mean anything. I think it's an interesting design by itself that without a critique on gender thrown into it. Yes. Yeah. I lo- I liked Alexis's look. Um, I thought it looked very good on her. I've I've clocked her a little for not proportionizing the way I think she should either with her bodice or her makeup. And I think everything worked here this time. I think she looked very pretty. And I like the movement. I like the clear, like, it's a Kinsanera dress. I, I, I see it. I get it. You delivered it. 
it's not as good as like it is not as well realized a quinceanera dress as juju's is an 80s prom dress but it's still very pretty and i i, I liked it yeah i i agree i don't have anything negative to say about alexis's but i like she delivered and yeah. i think that's the best thing i can say it felt more quinceanera or grown up than prom to me which was my big this that was another one where it was like i like it and it's close but i feel like it either feels like it's a quinceanera or something for an older woman and it's not really giving me prom not even like latina at the prom that i was like this is close but it again doesn't feel like prom and i agree with their critique on cracker it didn't feel like prom and that acne problem is not prom queen fantasy like i just feel like i don't know i feel like juju's the only one who did the category really cracker didn't read as acne she's she read as having the pox yes like, acne is like red rosacea cheeks with a breakout or like like the random spottiness made it look like she had the plague yes so earlier this week i texted with hersula saying i feel like quarantine's getting to us and we've been like too hard on the runways and like we really need to respect what these queens are doing putting themselves out there and and (laughs) being vulnerable and they try really hard and we shouldn't be so i'm underwhelmed i'm like upset in quarantine so matt like and then this runway happened and i'm like i can't pollyanna on this no matter how much i try i have i feel like they they like i i I will say even with all these critiques and again maybe it was because i was let me be clear extremely high I had a ball. I wasn't mad at any of these. I haven't, even for all the critiques, I haven't really been mad or like, who the fuck are you and what the fuck are you doing here? No, I would would never feel that way. But I do feel like when we have a couple weeks of runway critiques that are like, meh, Meh. I feel like a dick. (laughs) And this week I was like, okay, but only Juju did the category. Like, I cannot follow you. Juju did it so well that she just lifted all the other boats. Just. I'll give you that. So now we're getting down to the last one. We've talked about everybody else. What were your thoughts on Shay, Ursula? I am impressed on a couple of levels because it is a beautiful look. It is a beautiful conceptual look. I enjoyed the callback, which I feel is conscious to Raja's similar carry look. And here's the thing. I, it would be very easy for the complaint, I didn't win my season to come off as petulant. And somehow it doesn't. You definitely read the Tom and Lorenzo review this week. I I agreed with the review. Thank you, madam. I am... I, I will say, my thought watching it was, there is something about that season nine finale where it doesn't say something about Shay that she lost to Sasha Velour. It says something about Sasha Velour that she beat Shay. Like, yes. it's one of those, the value of Sasha's win was in beating an excellent queen. Um, yeah. I appreciate, I will say. We were watching Gladiators that season. We were watching God. Gladiators no. going up. Yes. We were watching Gods. Like, yes. yes. Yeah. Like, so no, nobody was like, ooh, Shay, you really fucked up, bitch. Like, no. No one is underwhelmed no. with Shay Cooper. Those are the fights I come here to Drag Race for. That's the ones Thank I want to see. I will say, when she said that fans were doing the rose petal thing at, like, meet and greets, I'm like, first of all, Shay can make that joke. You can't make that joke. Who are you? Who thinks that's okay? 
uh, just that made me mad on her behalf. Um, I agree. I love the look conceptually. I agree. <sighs> if I'm being brutally honest, as opposed to just a Shay Stan, which I am, it probably hues too close to the way Raja rendered it to really be a revelatory look. But I like the amount of thought that went into it. I like again, I like that there's a story, there was a point of view where even if you don't think it worked necessarily, it wasn't empty. And countering. I can appreciate that. I am countering. Okay. I love Raja. Carrie is iconic. Raja's Carrie look was good. This had, Raja's Carrie look was nowhere near iconic enough to matter in this. Okay. This okay. is not about Raja's take on Carrie. Carrie is iconic. That moment is iconic. The moment that Sasha Velour managed to best Shea Coulee in a moment where the finality allowed more production value for a drag queen who will do better on a divergence test than a convergence test with her creativity was an impressive and important moment that, that showed us both of these are A++ level drag queen artists and we are fucking lucky to watch this happen. It was iconic, especially to fans of Drag Race. Carrie is fucking iconic. Shea Coulee is the only one who can be like, I'm going to do a hybrid moment of these and speak to this moment. I think it's a great idea. I think I fucking love Raja. She is. She doesn't factor into this at all. My issue is it's great and it's a great concept. I wish the dress she attached to this conceptual art was just more, runway was more prom. Looked more prom because it would have landed as like you fucking won and just like everybody but juju nobody was fucking aiming for prom because they're so concerned that this is all stars they're so concerned with like busting out of the category that only one of them managed to do the goddamn category this week that's that's my big complaint with this dress is that it's barely a dress like what it is is it's beautiful uh and i wish it was solo the pink pieces and not covered in blood because that would be stunning it doesn't work with the blood and the rose petals and the prom theme and it like it it makes me not like it and i hate that because i want to love it and i think it's such a smart idea and i also think shay knew exactly how to produce herself in telling that story and my feeling is work bitch i just wish that the dress succeeded as being in the category while also being the concept it was. No, if it were like a if it were like a sheath dress with spaghetti straps, as bland as that would be, it would probably it would have worked better. It would have read as prom or a version of the basic red dress that Sasha was wearing that day, but like full length in a way that looked like a prom dress. Ooh, ooh, that would have been good. Um, no, I I think in the balance, I think I liked this look overall like a notch more than either of you. But I get I I agree with the critiques academically. And maybe I'm rounding up in, uh, in a way because just I love Shay so much. No one I, no it. one in this podcast doesn't, doesn't love Shea right, Coulee. We, no one here is in the Shea Coulee stance. I agree. We don't let you in if you don't love Shea Coulee. It's like our shibboleth. I get it. But I, I still ended up liking it a little bit more. But I, I get <laughs> I love that Valkyrie is <laughs> sipping out of a Shea Coulee ale can of beer <laughs> like she's in a commercial displaying to us the goose head that has fake shimmery eyelashes on it as we're discussing this fucking dress 
Um, so we stand Shay Coulee. I love her. I wish the dress read more as Prami because this would have been an A plus look because it didn't. It landed more at like a B minus for me. Yeah, and that's again one of like the lowest marks Shay Coulee will ever get. Okay, for me. so so that leads us to the next question with the tops and bottoms. Do you think that Juju's performance plus Juju's dress is better than Shay's performance plus Shay's dress? Do you think I do? You think Juju should have gotten the win? I think Juju should have gotten the win. There, yeah, she didn't do anything wrong in this episode, and is the favorite on the runway. I would have given it to Juju. Condi, honestly, for me, it is so hair splitting that I'm fine with either one winning. And I would have abs- it would have absolutely made sense for me for Juju to win. And for me, I think that both of them did funny snatch game performances, but Shay's was harder to do, and we got a few more sound bites from her that we actually saw. But also, like, God, this is neck and neck. And it is. Are you doing conceptual and making a heart like creating a harder hurdle for yourself to jump? Or are you doing like classic comedy, classic drag? like a fucking expert at an A-plus level, which ones wins? Is this like a figure skating thing where it's like this person did their routine perfectly, but it was not as challenging? It's like, I'm not going to say. they Either would have been a valuable winner. I love I, them both. I'd agree with that. I also, I had been happy if Alexis won too. Because hmm. while she wasn't my favorite in the challenge or on the runway, both were strong, easily could have seen her taking it as well. My honest feeling on this is that we had three really strong performances and three dresses that were good. And then the other three were weak performances and dresses where I was like, this isn't really it. Um, So I I agree with you. I will say, I'll say this. I think Juju has done the thing we've kept asking of her for four episodes prior, which is to throw down the gauntlet that she's not here to be made of honor again. I think unequivocally Juju left this episode in contention for the win. See, my feeling is this is the third season where Juju is, like, she's won one challenge. Yeah. She has been the second best for almost three straight seasons now on every challenge. Which is, by the way, really impressive and challenging to do. That's, like, in a weird way, that's not, if you're not calculating it as wins, but, like, you were clearly the number two for this challenge... Uh, there's, there's nothing. There's no one comparable. There, there, like, there's a spo- there's a sports term that I can bust out here: uh, career value versus peak value. If, okay. If you rate someone at the best they ever are, that's peak value. And some one some person's one best season might be individually better, but over the course of their career, a career value person will do the most good for your team. So Juju is career value. She is always second place. She might not get to first, but she's never third or lower. Um, whereas other queens will be like, I'll occasionally be first, but then I'll get injured and have a weird season coming back. I just made a sports metaphor. This really is the end of times. Wow. I feel like Armageddon is upon us. And we deserve it, frankly. Um, I I don't know. I left this episode a little more optimistic about like what I want in a perfect- I want another Juju win. I'm not mad Shay won this one. Not at all. It was valid. I want to see Juju win again because I love Juju and I just want good things for her. I agreed. And what I want for the season is what what we got with Shay and Sasha in season nine. I want with Shay and Juju in All Stars in All Stars five. And this episode made me feel 
Juju has it and is getting more comfortable with it. Because even in that performance, Juju's always been funny. But Juju's always been a very kind of drier, acerbic, like, assassin, like, humor ninja funny. Where here, she swung for the fences. Oh, God, it's another sports metaphor. What is happening to me? Um, this felt like a bigger showing from, from Juju than okay. we've gotten. And that makes me happy. Okay. I hear you. All right. Um, and with that, we're going to take another quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. And we will be back to discuss all the drama in the workroom. Isolated at home? Desperate for human contact, but afraid of risking the other side of your front door? Wondering if you still remember the scent of a man. Distant Daddy Deliveries is here to help. Once a week, we'll send a handsome silver fox to your home who will maintain six feet of physical distance and a world of emotional distance. Just like your real father. Do you find you miss the feeling of never being good enough? Do you ache for disapproving silence? Have you finally given in to the fact that you'll only ever love men who will never love you back? Distant Daddy Deliveries is here for you. And Reading Drag Race has a special offer code just for you. Go to the website and enter the code FROYDIAN for all your disapproving father figure needs. And for those of you looking for the opposite experience, we'll be setting up our other service where we send you an oversharing mother with no boundaries, whose well-intentioned support still sometimes feels oppressive like a weighted blanket, next week. All right, and we are back to discuss the uh, tops, the bottoms, and all the drama in the workroom. So, Shay won, and the judges announced, it's clear, as we discussed before this commercial break, that Alexis and Juju are, you know, the number two and number three spots, or whatever. Um, and everyone else is the bo- in the bottom this week, other than Shay. So, theoretically, they can vote on anyone. They go back to the workroom to chat. Shay right away calls out Alexis for trying to send her home before in a way that was very pointed, much more pointed than I expected. Um, India asks to go talk to Shay, and India says that Alexis has been plotting against Shay. Shay brings it to the group, and drama ensues. What did you ladies think of this? Before we dive into the drama, I want to say I feel like it's a week too early to put everyone in the bottom. Agreed. Agreed. Five. Agreed, especially giving the performances. Yeah. Yeah. Five just seems like too many to do it. I like the idea. I want it to be a part of it. It just seems so bad at this episode, at this time, to pull that trigger. Especially when it's like there's one winner. And now that, like, what? there's six queens left and there's only one winner. Yeah, I'm sorry. Juju deserved a week off of stress where she could, like, get a massage, have a pina colada. Alexis and Juju both earned safe this week. Like, they just did. Um, And, like, Rue's been doing this for a long time. Rue knows that. Those girls, like, Rue should be thanking his lucky fucking stars that he got three great performances this year out of these girls for this. I cannot, I agree. It is a week too early. Anyways, go on. So what So what did you think of the workroom shenanigans? I mean, there's always going to be drama regardless of how many girls you have to pick from. Um, it seemed a little overblown and like soap opera dramatic this week than Absolutely. past weeks. I mean, I feel like 
some conversation happened that is not what India shared and not necessarily what Alexis thinks. Like, I think in this circumstance, I'd easily want to go to my best Judy's and say, oh, I voted for XYZ. Did you vote for them? Like, cordial, what else are you going to talk about? Because we're stuck in this fucking fishbowl. Yes. That India took is campaigning and Alexis took is being friends. Um, and, like, weird things blew up from it. I agree with that assertion completely. I'll give you that. My my take is, like, Alexis made a pretty flat denial in a way that's easily disprovable because they are always being recorded. Like, if, if Alexis said what India says she said, then the opening of next week's episode is a grainy black and white replay of her saying it. And don't get me wrong, people will lie when there is, despite the fact that there is proof that they are lying, because that's what liars do. I, but I agree. With you. I think Alexa said something two notches below what India accused her of saying, and India tried to ramp it up to make a final play for staying in. And here's the thing even if India is telling the truth, India should still go home. I don't know how much India was intentionally ramping it up or it's a misunderstanding of its intentionality. Also, not every moment, not every whisper, not every van ride from the hotel to the studio is actually recorded. They, as much as they try to get them all of the time, not actually everything is caught. And Alexis, this is her third time in the radio. So like, (laughs) I like, and frankly, here's my thought. We didn't see her fire a gun, but between what Mayhem and Alexis said the one week that Shay was in the bottom, I've seen what looks enough like a smoking gun to say something in this neighborhood happened. India's not crazy. Maybe it wasn't as far as India was portraying it. I truly think the truth is somewhere in the middle and it's not unreasonable. I also feel like at the top of the season, it was clear Alexis was gunning for the top competitors to get out. So, like, that's her strategy. And frankly, it's a pretty direct one. If... My honest feeling is, like, you're right, India should go home. This isn't as, like, a scandalo as they're trying to make it. But um, I also feel like if Shay was like, listen, it's clear that Alexis views me as the biggest competitor and is going to try to get me out the second she can and has already, and she chose to get Alexis out for that reason because it's clear that that is happening, I would also be like, Shay... Alexis gave you good reason to feel like this person's gunning for you. It's a little like if if Manila saw the Naomi moment coming and she sent Naomi home, would I be mad at Manila for like doing a defensive tactic? Not really. Well, you can't be mad at uh, when your strategy backfires at you either. Because yeah. if Shay sees Alexis as a strong competitor, why can't she vote her out? That's her prerogative. Yes. And Alexis has to kind of take a dose of her own medicine. I will and say leave the show. Yeah, yeah. The only bad thing you can say about Alexis out of all of this is it's not that you're doing strategy, it's that you're apparently doing it badly. <laughs> it's very direct. And I feel like there is something to oh, you're not even being a snake about it. To me. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, I feel like the show really tried to milk the drama for it and it felt really dramatic. In a way that felt like, oh, I feel like Shay and Alexis have been here before, and they're like, they're doing this performance. Mm-hmm. But I was glad in the end to see that Shay sent India home, because regardless, there's like a moral hazard element of like, well, why would India bring this up now? Right. 
Um, and so I get it. Frankly, if I was Shay, I would send Alexis home because it's clear she's gunning for her. Um, but I think the responsible thing and the best thing for the viewers is to send India home. Um, yeah, I, I think Shay would rather send Alexis home by just, you know, being better than her and winning another challenge. Like, I, I understand yeah. that. I would never Manila Lazan someone, but I would be like, oh, you're clearly gunning for me. So I'm sending, like, I would do that defense mechanism as opposed to an offensive mechanism of sending Manila home. Yeah. So if it were me and I was Shay, I would have sent Alexis home. That said, as a viewer, I'm so glad Shay did not send Alexis home. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the lip sync, the assassin is revealed. Well, I want to oh. ask, who would you have sent home if you were Shay? Truth, truly, honestly, if you were Shay in that moment, who would you have sent home? India. The Valkyrie, I'm asking you too. Okay. I, I'm weighing my option. The wheels are turning. While her wheels are turning, let me clarify. I'm sending India home because even if Alexis eventually succeeded in sending me home prematurely, then I have the Manila asterisk. It's just, I want to win the game. Girl, I love you. That is such bullshit. You are, I, you are so much more likely to send Alexis home than I am. When somebody does not like you, you hate them. You're, you, like, I love hearing you say this, and I love this idea, but, like, girl, if, if she voted against you, there's no fucking way you wouldn't send that Oh, no, 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 let me clarify. I don't hate people. I nothing them. Like. That's cute, too. Not true. Like. You would absolutely, like, I love you. You would send Alexis home. I, I. I have known you for, what, 18 years now? Bitch, I love you. You would send Alexis home. No, no, no. I, I know, I no, know you. No, I would send India home and hide snakes in Alexis's car. There's a difference. Like <laughs> you'd send Alexis home. You'd send Alexis home before I would, and I know I'd send Alexis home. I don't think I, I. I want. I want my win to represent beating the best queens, not playing the best reality game. You feel all of those things in a vacuum, but the second somebody communicates to you that they do not like you. You are not rational, and you would absolutely send Alexis home. You also still technically beat Alexis by sending her home. It yep. doesn't matter if she goes now or she goes in the finale. You still beat her. Yeah. There's no way you would send India home. You would absolutely send Alexis home. There's no way. On I, my life, I know you would send Alexis home. To to give my answer, um, I'm struggling because like India's been in the bottom the past four episodes, three episodes, it's hard for me not to send her home when Alexis did such a good job. Like if Alexis was in the bottom for a valid reason and not a twist, that might be a difficult story. Yes. That's what I'm thinking through. And this is apparently what you think I'm incapable of thinking through. (laughs) When somebody directly and clearly does not like you. Everyone likes me. I'm a sweetheart. See, this is how you feel. The few times when somebody's made clear, I don't really like him, he talks too much. You're like, I wish death and plague upon his mother and the rest of his fucking family. And that is why I know you would send Alexis home. I think there are so many things you're factoring in that you're like, you're right, you would send India home. But that thing, that thing I know, the second that happened, you were like, this person did a thing that makes it clear they do not like me. You would wish plot like a plague on their family for generations to come. 
you would send Alexis. I like that you think I'm the Rose. I like that you think I'm the Rose Nyland of Drag Race. I've got receipts. (laughs) I've got receipts. Okay, like you would absolutely send Alexis home. Uh, To to finish my answer, (laughs) sorry. Um, I still think, even with this mental gymnastics, I would end up sending Alexis home. Ooh, I, I think. It's it's emotional. I love the self awareness there, Valkyrie. I it's really emo- appreciate like, it. It's emotional. You're in the game. You know she already voted against you once. India, you would have India in your pocket because India knew she was there another week only because of you. Oh, that's yep. like having so, Iago in your pocket. India would. It, it's not like India would be loyal to you. But I feel like I could count India not to vote for me. I don't. I top. don't think you could. I think I could the next episode, not the episode after that. I agree. I also think there's no way India isn't going home the next episode, regardless. <laughs> yes, but I do think you get rid of a viable competitor. The only thing for me, the only like hiccup is it's not like oh Alexis did a mediocre job, but was gunning for me. She did what I think was one of the best performances of the episode. And that would be the place where I would pause. But again, the fact that she was clearly gunning for me. And yeah, I've made my case on you, Hursla. I'm not gonna... I This horse is dead. This horse is dead. I mean, you're, you're just trading votes at that point. Yeah. You no, voted for, sure. for me once. You. It's just sad that my vote against you is one that actually counts. True. True. Um, all right. Well, that got surprisingly personal. And we'll be spurring still... a conversation off can't, off audio, let me tell you. Um, I'll, girl, I'll pull up receipts, girl. Uh, Go on. Can, can I not be a part of that conversation? You don't, absolutely. You, you don't need to absolutely. be. Um, okay. So, okay, so the Lip Sync Assassin is revealed, and it's Vanjie. And let me tell you something I learned during this episode. If, if you're high... The best thing that can happen to you is to see Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. <laughs> I was so happy <laughs> when she popped her head under that scrim. I cannot tell you. It was just a sat it was a it was a balm on my injured soul in this dark timeline. Just seeing that Vanjie was okay. That made me so I, happy. <laughs> I agree. That said, I it was the kind of thing where it was like, you brought Vanjie back. I want more Vanjie. Talk, Rue, talk to Vanjie more. Get a few quips. Yeah. I want her to hear her sound like a shark. I watched this with my mother-in-law, who has a weird, like, approach avoidance, but excited intrigue with Drag Race. I was at her house this weekend, and she put it on spontaneously. Like, we were just sitting there, and she saw it, and she was like, ooh. And that's when I watched this episode, and she watched it with fascination and the couple times that Banji talked she was like she looks like a like a latin princess but she sounds like a shark i was like you have no fucking idea anyways i i agree um so the lip sync shay but, and okay. Banji. go ahead go ahead i don't remember Banji being a lip sync assassin. assassin agreed agreed i want have they- you ever se- have either of you ever seen her live no, but I don't think li- your live performance should count in Drag Race Lip Sync Assassin well, that's, Assessments. That's... Yeah. Okay. Um, May- is Mayhem a... is an amazing in-person performer. 
Mayhem got sent home because she couldn't perform on the show. Banji is a phenomenal dancer who was part of the Vegas show. If you see her live, frankly, seeing her live, I'll tell you right now, there was a ton of queens on that. I think it was a Work the World tour. I forget which it was, but star of the show. And the fact that she, I mean, especially the first show I ever saw her live, she was spray tanned to a point where it was like, you are Beyonce's complexion now. And it was funny because she was dancing in a way that was, but she does really well to super high energy, like booty grinding dancing numbers with like a whole backup crew. Her Las Vegas choreography looked fucking amazing. She was great in person, but she goes up there and she does that. And it feels like truly like she feels like Beyonce in drag dancing with his whole backup crew. And then she gets up there and she starts talking like a shark on the microphone I'll tell you right now, straight people who don't even, like, get drag die for her because of the contrast of the vo- voice. I But I agree with you, we haven't had, like, epic moments of her lip-singing on the show. That said, having seen her dance live a few times, I was fine with her showing up. I was like, this is not the song to put Vandy Agreed. On. Agreed. This is not the song. This is not where she's a tiger. Like... Also, her her costume reveal was weird. It's like she took off the bolero and then nothing else. I was else. like, is she trying to take off more? What's happening? Yeah, it's also it's like because a, that bolero restricted her arm movements. Like right, she yeah. couldn't. It was also so a, why wear that? Right. It was a weirdly low tempo song. Like it's not. It's yes. It's it. So we have a lip sync of Shay and Vanjie to Madonna's "Open Up Your Heart." Continue. It's just yeah. It, th- that song it. That's not the one you... That's the song you dance to at, like, three in the morning when you're pretty drunk and just want something to kind of move a little to. It just... That was an interesting choice for a lip-sync song. Shay killed it by a million miles, but it was so... That... That is one of my all-time favorite Madonna songs. Oh, it's not... It's not that I... It it is definitely my top ten of Madonna songs. I just think in terms of, like, a lip-sync song... There's like a steadiness to the rhythm of the song that doesn't lend itself to iconic lip syncs. Lip sync. No, I agree. I love the song. I don't think it's necessarily a great drag race lip sync song, but I love the song itself. And I definitely feel like having seen Banji get a whole fucking auditorium standing up screaming and laughing and clapping at her dancing, like... At her high energy dancing, this was a waste of Angie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was glad to see her. I just, I wish that they brought her out and they had a song that was like, Banji could kill right. to this song. It would be great to see Shay and Banji go at a song that, because I feel like both of them could kill similar songs. Yeah. Totally. No, totally. That, that, I would pay money just to see that five minutes yeah. They didn't have to open their mouths and say anything. Same, bitch. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You'd get my money for that. Absolutely. Also, I'm just gonna, I've said this about a lot of girls. I say this again. Banji is fucking great live. Oh, I can Not imagine. every drag yeah. race girl who's fun, who's fun on the show is great. Like, being great on the show and being a great drag queen, like, they aren't all the same. Cracker and Banji are two queens where I've seen them live multiple times, and I will say right now, go see them live. They're be- they're even better live. Oh, I will say this for Vanjie's, uh, Vanjie's appearance on the show. Her face was beat this yes. episode. Her face was gorgeous 
this week. Yes. She she has the money for the veneers, the fillers, and the high high cost foundations. Yeah. She's yeah. making it work. Yeah, that powder was made of like angel's tears. It was amazing. Um, all right. So Shay won. I definitely think Shay won. Agreed. And in yeah, and India goes and India goes home. Um, so we all think this is the outcome that should have transpired, yes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Same. I think um, the internet of things tell me that every week the lips, the the top person who is lip-syncing and the vote has been the same, and I think it's already, like, identified on the internet. Well, that, uh, like, it, it, they, they... India was going to go home regardless... Every week it was going to be the same girl. They've been showing the individual votes as part of Untucked. There we go. I didn't know that. I haven't been watching Untucked. Um, so I think it's interesting because the lip syncs happen and not once has it, it actually mattered who won. Yeah. So I think that's it for this episode. Does anybody have any other thoughts or predictions for this episode or the season? I think we are still... One cut away from having what's left be really am- like I'm really hoping that either Cracker or Blair have some breakout moment where they get their groove back or something. Just I don't know. Like I feel Shay and Juju and Alexis are turning out consistently great material. I really want one more queen to really find themselves in this tense situation so that it's all great again like like there's a reason sasha and and shay's lip sync in season nine is so iconic it's because it was watching great queens fight each other on the terms of being great queens it wasn't about the reality drama it was just about watching talented performers be talented at each other and that's all i want i don't i don't need a queen to go home because of the machiavellian machinations that's less interesting to me even if the drama is well done, which, as we know, the producers on the show are not always capable of that. I just want talented queens throwing themselves at each other. That's fun yeah. for me. And I'm here for the drag much more than the drama. Yes. I say it almost every week. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. I'd really be looking for Cracker and Blair to step up. And I think if neither of them do next episode, then they both need to go yeah. next episode yeah. i predict blair will be the next to go home at this point i um, i think and i really like blair i just think we're getting to that point where i do feel like it's blair and cracker that yeah. are underwhelming and cracker has won and i don't think i think blair is maintaining middle of the road straight through and cracker is having a little more dimensions to up up and downs i just i see blair going home next yeah blair has demonstrated that that she is not just the queen she was in her season but she hasn't done more than that at this point i think she needed another couple of years before coming on all stairs to kill it because she will kill it at some point yeah it's just not right now yeah i agree i agree all right um and that is the episode thank you valkyrie so much for being here we had a blast chatting with this with you about this be a very long episode again i hope you're all enjoying phase three phase four wherever you're living um, and have plenty of downtime thank you so much everyone for listening special shout outs to carl del santos of new york and dizzy the cat from san francisco for sending very sweet praises to us on instagram um i encourage all of our listeners 
to please rate, review, and subscribe. I know reviewing podcasts on iTunes is surprisingly not intuitive and annoying, but those reviews really help us show up higher on searches and help more people to discover our podcast. As it is now, we have a small but extremely devoted and loving listener base who absolutely love this show. We really appreciate it, and we'd like it if more people could discover this show. So, again, I strongly encourage you to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Um, and that is it for me this week. I've been Condé Nasty. I'm Hersel the Sea Bitch. Bye! Bye.